Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's gonna stop Christ? Who's gonna stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. By the time this show plays on KPCG, around the world at kpcg.fm, it will be the national American holiday of Labor Day. Labor Day was hatched. The idea for Labor Day came into existence around 1885 or 1886. It was observed by various American states and territories until finally it was made a national holiday the first Monday in September each year on June 28th, 1894. And something that really stands out to me about Labor Day is who receives the credit for the prosperity of America. The, De- the U.S. Department of Labor writes in its History of Labor Day article, Labor Day, what it means. Labor Day, the first Monday in September, is a creation of the labor movement and is dedicated to the social and economic achievements of American workers. It constitutes a yearly national tribute to the contributions workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and well-being of our country. So this is a day called Labor Day that is actually a day off of labor, a day off of work, and it does recognize the achievements of hardworking Americans, which is certainly an admirable reason for a holiday. However, notice the conclusion to this article. The vital force of labor added materially to the highest standard of living and the greatest production the world has ever known and has brought us closer to the realization of our traditional ideals of economic and political democracy. It is appropriate, therefore, that the nation pays tribute on Labor Day to the creator of so much of the nation's strength, freedom, and leadership, the American worker. But is the American worker really the source of America's strength, freedom, and leadership of our unmatched worldwide prosperity, of our international dominance, Obviously, the Philadelphia Church of God would teach something quite different from that. In fact, it wasn't too long ago that America's leaders would teach something quite different from that. He had a national day of fasting and prayer. Abraham Lincoln did, sorry. On April 30th, 1863, he proclaimed this national day of fasting and prayer. 
And he said, we have been the recipients of the choicest blessings of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown, but we have forgotten God. You see, this was during the height of the Civil War, and Mr. Lincoln wanted to find the real cause. Why was the nation suffering through deadly division, through heavily costly battles where tens of thousands would die in just a few days, like in the Battle of Gettysburg, 48,000 in three days. Why would hundreds of thousands of American men have to die? And he did point out the cause. Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry has frequently discussed Abraham Lincoln's focus on God. How God is the source of our national blessings. And how when we are not grateful, when we do not recognize him as the source, national curses result. You see the way that Mr. Lincoln phrases this proclamation. He said, we have been the recipients of the choicest blessings of heaven. You see, we have been given these blessings and they came from heaven. They came from God. He says, we have been preserved in peace and prosperity. You see, there is a spirit being preserving the nation. But if we disobey, if we rebel, then certainly curses, including deadly wars, will result. Mr. Lincoln continued in this proclamation, we have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. So yes, there is certainly room to recognize the American worker, to recognize a certain amount of human ingenuity that went into American greatness that caused this nation to ascend to the level of the greatest nation in world history. But the source is God. The source is obviously God. In fact, the Bible talks about God as just so incredibly generous and how he even allows us to use his resources to become wealthy. Everything on this planet was created by God. And the fact that we're able to use our hands and use our minds to form and fashion worthwhile products that will make us a lot of money, all of that is to God's credit. Malachi 3, verse 10 It's talking about the importance of 
the tithing law, but just look at the way that God says he will bless us for obedience. He's talking about opening the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That is how God can bless us. He can give us so much, way more than we can even handle or know what to do with if we obey. And in a lot of cases in America, this nation is so prosperous that plenty of people have a whole lot of money and a whole lot of things without obeying. But even that gets back to one man's obedience the great patriarch Abraham. Abraham, the man God used to raise up America, to raise up Britain. He is the patriarch of these modern-day nations. We have a book available to you for free at thetrumpet.com titled The United States and Britain in Prophecy. You can read it there. You can order a free copy, too. But in that book, the late theologian and educator Herbert W. Armstrong shows that Abraham was so faithful and obedient to God, he was willing to sacrifice his own son, Isaac, because God said to. And because of that obedience, because he was willing to, to do the unthinkable, to obey God. God blessed him. He blessed Abraham with thousands of years, hundreds of years of unchecked prosperity for his descendants. Unconditional blessings to Abraham's descendants, but it all came from Abraham's obedience. So that's why plenty of people in America prosper today, despite being lawless. It's, it's also fascinating to think about just the incredible piles of wealth here in America and how so often socialists and communists get enraged at the wealth gap, at income inequality. They are very pro-worker, or so they say. They like to put the focus on the American worker. They like to try to stir up division between employee and employer. And a big part of their reasoning is that somehow the employer is holding down the employee. And that is such a common push today. In fact, an entire political party in the United States is lurching toward those communistic principles. But is that really the right path? Is that the path to lasting, sustainable prosperity? Did you ever notice that despite all the focus that socialists and communists put on the wealth gap, they hardly talk at all 
about the fact that there's so much wealth to go around in the first place? What about the fact that even the working class in this country has blessings that are unimaginable in other places? We have nice houses, nice cars, a pretty high standard of living. Even those who are in poverty, at least by this nation's standards, they tend to have iPhones and other luxuries such as that. This is not nearly the type of dire situation that communists would describe. Obviously, the prosperity spreads to the working class. The employer had to put in a lot of his own effort. He had to take all the risk. And so, of course, he should reap more of the reward than his employees. But this system of capitalism also ensures that if an employer wants to mistreat his employees, another competing employer will hire those employees away. And those employees will then enjoy a higher standard of living at their new company. But it is about as good of a system as human beings could possibly run here in America. Communism obviously is not the answer. We've seen the devastation of communism in history. But I do think it's interesting that there's just not enough focus on how there's so much wealth here in the first place and where that wealth actually came from. It didn't come from the American worker. It didn't even come from brilliant inventors like Thomas Edison or Nikola Tesla or entrepreneurs who have built massive, productive businesses that affect our everyday lives that do provide us a lot of comforts. Amazon, Apple, these types of companies that really could prosper like this nowhere else in the world. There's no other nation with a system that would allow for this much overflowing wealth. This is a nation with relatively few restrictions on business on growth in business. It's the ideal environment for building wealth. But the wealth does not come from the worker or from the businessman, from the employer, from the inventor. It does not come from human minds at all. So while you're enjoying this Welcome Labor Day holiday. I just think it's worth being reminded and thinking about where these blessings all come from. Labor Day is a tribute to the American worker, and that's fine. But ultimately, our blessings do come from God. We're going to leave this show a little shorter today. It is a holiday after all. I want you to go out and enjoy it. (laughs) So... 
Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 1130 a.m. Central Time.